morning, everyone. How are y'all? We're going to do a song called Trading with Sorrows. You probably know this one. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. sickness I'm trading my pain I'm laying down for the joy of the Lord Here we go. yes Lord yes Lord yes yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord yes yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord yes yes Lord trading my sorrow I'm trading my shame I'm trading down for the joy of the Lord I'm trading my sickness I'm trading my pain I'm laying down for the joy of the Lord Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. Come on, choir. Here we go. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. song is forever. This is a Chris Thomas song, if you know Chris Thomas. Anybody heard of Chris Thomas?
His love endures forever. By the grace of God, we'll carry on. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Forever, God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever. If you don't know, Dr. Tim's out of town for the next two Sundays, but you can see vacations are taking a toll on our attendance, and that's okay. God wants strong, healthy families to go on vacation and rest and relax, and we'll all be back in full strength. But you know what? It's not quantity. It's quality. And we'll still, amen, and we'll still have a wonderful worship service. And um, announcement. I looked on the back. Um, Everything happened. I know. Um, you know what? It's okay. We had a wonderful Bible school, 75, 80 kids. We had a wonderful serving at King's Kitchen, I'm quite sure. Yes. How many people did you serve? 50, 70. 
still a lot going on with this church, so much going on. Uh, looks like trustees meeting Sunday, July 5th at 4 o'clock. Today for the youth, come to our house at 6 p.m. You will get dirty. It is going to be twister with paint. So wear old clothes. Anybody else that wants to come to the Dunham's, it's hot dogs, hamburgers. Uh, we're having the rolls for dinner. You don't get that. You get hot dogs, hamburgers. So, um, 6 o'clock tonight at the Dunham's. And next month it will be at Swimming at the Carols. We haven't got the date set for the Holiday World Trip yet. Um, still a lot going on in here. Remember, no uh, Wednesday night dinner this week because Dr. Tim will still be gone. Um, needless to say, we have great um, folks to lead our worship. Allie, we welcome you back. And, and uh, if you're a guest today, please fill out this, as well as our regular attendees. Great to see the Mosleys back. Good to see you. Can't believe that child is that old already. Um, just welcome to Community Baptist Church. We're a strong church family. Let us stand and sing our hymn.
Will you join me in prayer? Gracious Creator, Heavenly Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this day and all of your many blessings. As we gather together to give you our praise and worship, we remember those who are not in our presence today. Bless them as you bless us. Accept our gratitude as your children, as only a loving parent can. Fill this place with your presence, our hearts with your love, and our minds with your wisdom. And renew our spirits. Amen. And now will you join me in the responsive reading. We come this morning to worship the God made known in Christ Jesus. We come to worship God and to seek God's presence. Our lives have grown easy in the darkness. The light of God's presence may be uncomfortable. Even so, we don't have to worship. Even so, we seek God's presence in this life of our lives. Let us worship God together. singing number 15 we'll be singing from page 15 
told my daughter last night, she said, how'd you get through yesterday? I was 92 yesterday. Happy and birthday. Birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday to do. I'm going to try not to, but I did it at swimming pool on Friday. The reading today is Matthew 12, 1 through 16. At that time, Jesus went through the cornfields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him or his his companions to eat, but only for the priest. Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and yet are not guiltless? I tell you something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice you would not have condemned the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He left that place and entered their synagogue. A man was there with a withered hand, and they asked him, Is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath? So that they might accuse him. He said to them, Suppose one of you had only one sheep, and he falls into a pit on the Sabbath. Will you not lay hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a human being than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out. That's not me. (laughs) And it was restored as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how they might destroy him. When Jesus became aware of this, he departed. Many crowds followed him, and he cured all of them, and he ordered them not to make him known. This is the word of the Lord. Boys and girls, could you come down for the children's moment? I'm Mr. Gray today. Oh, great. You know, this chair and I don't get along, so I'm going to pull it back. I had a friend tell me this week they could, he can tell how old somebody is by how fast they can get up and down from the floor, and I believe there's some truth to that. I bet y'all can get up and down from the floor pretty quickly, can't you? Well, I have a story today about two little boys that used to live in my old neighborhood. One of them's name was Jason, and the other little boy's name was Alex. They had a little dog, and I can't really remember what the dog's name was. The dog stood about this tall and was a Brittany Spaniel. And that little dog... (laughs) That dog loved those little boys. I'm where those boys were in that backyard, that dog was really Probably some of you all have a pet like that today. But there was something neat that was going on one summer. They got a swimming pool. In one of those swimming pools, they were out of the ground swimming pools, and Jason and Alex's mom and dad was having a problem with the swimming pool because the little dog, which I can't remember the name of, every time... The boys would get in the pool. Guess where the dog wanted to be? In the pool with them because it was so the dog would go up and put his paws on the pool. And guess what would happen? The sides would go down. And they'd be 
is water. Every, and they were just, parents were having to pay a lot of money to fill this pool up all the time because a little dog was trying to get, it wasn't a little dog, he was this tall, was trying to get in the pool. So that went all summer and the dog got in the pool all, all summer. Oh, it's an ant. Okay. Ooh, we got rid of it. Woo. <laughs> the dog was in the pool. All summer long. So the next summer came along and the parents said, we're going to fix this problem. We're going to get a taller pool. So they went from a four-foot pool to an eight-foot pool or something like that. It was taller. And guess what the dog did? The dog would get a running start and jump. just to be. And the dog loved swimming so much that the dog would get in the pool when the boys weren't even in the pool. The dog was determined to be wherever those boys were, and was determined to swim. Isn't that something? So the message that I want to depart amongst you today is that we be as determined as that dog was to swim with those kids about loving each other and about caring for people and about giving a smile. Is that hard to do? So when you're swimming this week, I'm sure some of y'all probably don't be in the swimming pool, because it's summertime, that you'll be as determined as those two little boys' dogs was about loving others. People might not be like you. They might not have a mommy or a daddy. They might not have grandparents. They might have other problems. They might be sick. But what do we have to do? We have to love as intense as that little dog loved those two little boys. Love, as we've seen this week, always wins. That's the message that I have for you today. Your dog likes to swim too? In the pool? Yes. yes. Well, you'll have to remember that story that I just shared with you about the dog that loved those two little boys and always wanted to be with them. The message, love always wins. Thank you, boys and girls. You can go with uh, Miss Mary and we'll continue with worship. And we're going to sing all five verses of this wonderful hymn, Amazing Grace. And on the last verse, I'll ask that everyone sing a cappella.
Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the many, many blessings you have given us. The rain to help the crops grow, the sun to warm them to grow even more, the breeze to cool us when we are hot. You bless us in so many ways. We want to give back to you, and I ask that you bless the offerings that are given here today, that they can be used for your good. Bless the many people that give these offerings, whether it be in money, through song, that we praise you through the word that they bring to you. We ask that you bless us all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It must have been cold there in my shadow To never have sunlight on your face You've been content to let me shine Yeah. 
you were the one with all the strength. Only a face without a name. I never once heard you complain Did you like most of us, was raised hearing to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And, of course, this means we are to remember the Sabbath by going to church in the morning, 
have a family lunch following you, either at a local restaurant, the church, or at home with or without our extended church family. And then you go on to enjoy a leisure afternoon of working in the yard or around the house, watching whatever sports teams are playing, and taking a nap. And all of this is followed by an evening of activities back at church, and for many of our younger folks, homework. But I wonder if any of this, which we have done for generations, is really remembering the Sabbath. Merriam-Webster defines Sabbath as the seventh day of the week observed from Friday evening to Saturday evening as a day of rest and worship by Jews and some Christians, or Sunday observed among Christians as a day of rest and worship, or simply a time of rest. Biblically and traditionally, it is a time of remembering the creation and that God, too, took time to rest after the work of the creation process was done. For, you see, taking time to rest, relax, and rejuvenate is not the work or idea of a lazy or unmotivated person. It was the idea of our Creator. God knows that no matter how hard we try, nothing can continue forever. Everything needs a break sometimes, to rest and refresh, in order to be able to continue. So vacations are a good thing. Does this mean that we cannot do, cannot do anything, though? And every Sunday we are to take off and just sit around and do nothing all day? If we look back through Jewish law and tradition, yes. Everything was given the day off. No food cooked, no fields harvested, no laundry washed, and no building or tinkering. Some even take this as far as no lighting of candles or harnessing of animals, which means no driving cars either, sadly. So we can see why the Pharisees had a hard time with Jesus and his disciples, right? I mean, after all, they were walking on the Sabbath, and they picked a few heads of grain to eat as they were hungry. Obviously, the Pharisees were sitting around and didn't move because it was the Sabbath day. Not the the way we worshipped and are now in the much later camp of going out and having lunch and driving and working around the yard. They claimed that it was Unlawful for the disciples to pick the heads of grain because this could be considered as harvesting, forgetting the fact that it was being harvested into their stomachs. So I guess eating is work as well. Is it work if we see someone who is hungry, give them a sandwich, and they eat it? 
Have now both of you forgotten the Sabbath? Because you gave them the sandwich, and they took it, and they ate. Christ's response to the Pharisees and to these questions was, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the innocent. He started by reminding them of David and his men eating the consecrated bread from the temple, and of the priest who, in doing his duty, desecrates the Sabbath every week, yet is still considered as innocent. He tells them there is more to remember, more to remembering this Sabbath than following a bunch of laws. From this exchange, Jesus and his disciples continue on to the synagogue, where they meet a man with a shriveled hand. The Pharisees, still looking for a reason to incriminate Jesus, try to lure him in by asking him about healing on the Sabbath, just to prove the point of mercy and doing what is right. Jesus heals the man's hand. Remembering the Sabbath and keeping it holy is not about keeping laws and going through the motions that have been laid down by generations before us. Rather, it's about renewal and rest rejuvenating ourselves and our relationship with God. It is a time to not only spend in prayer, worship, and scripture, but to do those things which we are called to do, to show love to God and our neighbors, to show grace and mercy to those around us, just as God has shown each of us. It is said that Desmond Tutu the Archbishop in South, America, in South Africa. Once delayed an entire conference for a week because of his desire to celebrate and remember the Sabbath. You see, he's a very busy man and does a lot of speaking engagements. But yet, at least one week out of every few months, he takes and retreats away because he can't every week take a Sabbath day. He combines them all into one week to take a vacation, to take a break, renew his relationship with God through prayer and worship so that the rest of the time he can continue to serve and show mercy. So is the doctor who is performing a life-saving emergency surgery keeping the Sabbath holy because the operation is on Sunday? Is the neighborhood barbecue on Sunday afternoon remembering the Sabbath? Is helping a friend move or spending time in quiet contemplation not honoring and praising God? Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Take time to rest, rejuvenate, renew our relationships with God, and show love and mercy to those around us. That is honoring and keeping the Sabbath.
Let us stand. We're going to sing number uh, hymn number 307, first, third, and sixth verse, please. should have prefaced my sermon by saying I do short sermons I'm used to preaching every Sunday to a nursing home will you bow for the benediction gracious Lord as we leave this place go before us shed your mercy and grace go behind us with your love and compassion. Walk beside us with your honor and your presence. Amen. Amen. Amen.